Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And the energy, it is crackling here in the Soul Shack on a toasty Tuesday evening inside the shed. And we should be sounding really good right about now, boys. Sir, mm-hmm. investing in the business. That's right. I'm here with Adam Markham and Bobby Reynolds and a whole lot of acoustic paneling. So hopefully we sound like a million bucks right now, boys. Try it. Adam, how you doing, man? It's good to see you again. I think you just bought a Mountain Dew Baja Blast hat off of eBay. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be stepping up our uh, our gear and our drip. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna start you know buying some Mountain Dew clothes. <laughs> some Mountain Dew clothes. I don't think I've literally ever heard a worse idea. Then let me step up my oh my trip my with some Mountain Dew yeah, clothes. Yeah, saying it out loud. Kind of took yeah. the wind out of your sails a little bit, maybe? Yeah, just let it sit there for a second. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Bobby, how are you, man? You're crying already. Oh, woo, I'm just picturing Adam with that hat on. Any of them. Any of the three that we There's some at. good hats out there. There's yeah. like a flat bill that like Kyle Shanahan would love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, little logo, little big tiny microscopic logo. Yeah, there was a trucker hat that I'm sure like uh, a lot of like gas stations probably mm-hmm. sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was one that legitimately I thought looked like Marty McFly, like Back to the Future yeah. 2 gear. For sure. Like a hipster Baja Blast. Yeah, yeah, hipster Baja Blast hat. So, yeah, we'll... Uh, Look for that. We're also going to be, I think, decking out the Sochak with like really off-brand, like discount mm-hmm. jerseys and NFL merchandise, <laughs> yeah. like the cheapest stuff we can find on eBay. Yeah. We used to buy a lot of jerseys from uh, China. Yeah, they oh, yeah. they would sell them for like thirty-five bucks. They'd be a little shinier than your normal jersey. <laughs> Maybe a little too shiny. <laughs> But hey, they were legitimately so much cheaper, and they were like were real stitched, high quality jerseys. Yeah, everything was like stitched on. Dude, like, they were up, only thirty five bucks. Growing up, we had, uh, I think it was Jersey Wednesdays, and uh, me and a couple of buddies in elementary school, NBA. I even mm. got into a little baseball, but especially some NFL jerseys. Oh man, yeah, jerseys were big. Dude, I need to find those. Those are at my mom's house somewhere. I've got some legit retro. What's grand the? Deal. What's some? Yeah, what's the most? Uh, I don't uh, know, obscure jersey you got. Probably a weird Reds dude, I'd say, that nobody should care about. How many jerseys would you say you had as part of this tradition? Oh, man, like a couple dozen probably. Dang, son. Yeah. I had the, uh, Growing up, I probably had about that many too. The Vince I had a Carter. lot of basketball jerseys yes. too yeah, when definitely. I was younger. The football, though, I think I had a Vic jersey at one point. I think I had the Atlanta Vic jersey, actually. I have that one. Um. I have a Sydney Rice. I had wow. the uh, there you go. I yeah. had the Carmelo original Nuggets. Connor got Ooh, the LeBron. That's dope. I got the Carmelo like the light blue. That's with right. The gold, dude. Connor still wears that. Oh yeah, he's a twenty twenty eight year old <laughs> father of two now. Still wears his uh, original LeBron. That is not an exaggeration. <laughs> no, dude. yeah. Anytime LeBron's in the finals, he's busting that thing out. For sure. I respect that. Yeah, I respect yeah. Got that to. so much. Got to. 
Not much other choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much other choice. So, uh, gentlemen, the big week is here. Obviously, the most important game of the season is over. The Pro Bowl is behind us. It's the big one. Mm-hmm. I only, uh, by accident, uh, watched maybe like a play of the Pro Bowl because I was turning on the TV and oh, it was just man. on. Yeah, I did I not like, watch a minute. It got worse this year. It was just wrap-up football, which I don't know. Maybe it has been that way for years. Yeah, they, they've got to get rid of this, right? It's stupid. Like it's yeah. time. It's dumb. Nobody watches. They streamed it on Disney XD, whatever that is. Do you, I feel hmm. like you have one probably legitimate thing that would fix the Pro Bowl. Like, what would you do differently? I feel like you've thought about this. Get rid of it. I know, but what would you do instead? <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. No, play, no, no. Play get, top golf. No, get rid of it and just have all the skills stuff. Okay. Like all the stuff that's actually getting put out on social media. That, oh, like that's kind of fun. Watching the guys play dodgeball. Obviously, I love that. Mm. Like the throwing accuracy challenge that Russell Wilson was doing. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Like nobody watches, not anymore at least, the NBA All-Star game. But back in the day, everyone loved the dunk contest. Everyone loved the three-point shooting contest and the little thing where you dribble through and pass into the net, you know? Mm-hmm. NBA, they seem to have it the most right. Yeah. Uh the baseball their game actually counts for something that's stupid yeah it is very stupid that's very dumb but the nba is just a you know two-hour dunk contest pretty much they i do like how they usually tighten up the last quarter they get pretty serious there at the end but there's also the least amount of injury possible in the NBA. right yeah yeah you you really can't do it in football you know and that's the thing it's like why would these guys play the actual sport of football at this point in the season, even yeah. though it's over for if them. If you get hurt at this point, oh, man. Earl just... Thomas threw a couple shots, though. Um, Earl Tom- was it Earl Thomas that almost killed a kicker? or uh, That was Sean Taylor. Were you talking about that humongous one? Yeah, uh, in the Pro Bowl, where that, that kicker, literally, they just buried him right there on the sideline when he took that hit. Yeah, that was the Sean Taylor okay. hit. Yeah. I thought it was maybe Thomas. I think yeah. Earl Thomas took a um, unsportsmanlike on Kirk Cousins, a little bit of a light hit, and everybody kind of looked at him like, Dude. Earl, calm down, bro. Yeah, what are you doing? Be in Jonathan Abrams and chill out for a minute. You know? Yeah. Did uh did uh Xavier Rhodes just get murdered uh consistently? Do we know? Yeah, he is... got burned for three touchdowns. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Did laughs> really? nah, I don't know. I didn't. I literally didn't That's watch. That's correct, though. You yeah. are right. I do Probably. remember a mic Rhodes open a couple years ago where some dudes were talking about how big Xavier Rhodes is. Right? As far as like stature and size, build, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a large guy. He's a good size dude. Yeah. So the Pro Bowl is behind us. Hopefully this will be the end of it. Just mercy killing. Please, God, get it out of our lives as soon as possible. Uh, And we can actually look forward to the big game, Mm -hmm. fellas. The superb Al, if you will. Uh, This is Super Bowl week. We've got a doozy on our hands with the Kansas City Chiefs. The right teams are in it. San Francisco 49ers. I think we all feel really good about this matchup. Very excited. Raven Saints in the mix as well. Yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. been upset about that. People need to be more hype about this. The Patriots aren't in the freaking Super Bowl. Oh, I'm so pumped about that. You're not that. watching the Titans Packers play. Like, this is going to be a freaking awesome. I know game. people are acting like Jimmy G's like a nobody. Like, oh he, threw for 70, he threw for 77 Go yards. Go back and watch that yeah. Saints game, yeah. bro. Yeah, he also threw, yeah, exactly. Hung with him. Won. Absolutely. At New Orleans. I mean, yeah. The dude can play. He just hasn't had to. If you can go out and just beat a team mm-hmm. going six of eight or yep. whatever it was on passing attempts, good for yeah, you. Yeah, Shanahan's, there's not going to be one way he does a, a certain thing. And I, don't, I don't know which team's better. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't either. I mean, it's going to be, I think, I mean, obviously, San Fran has a better defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shouldn't have, and they shouldn't have much of an issue moving it on Kansas City. Kansas City's terrible. Yeah. Chris Jones isn't healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll obviously play, but Frank he's not Clarkson. healthy. I saw Frank Clark saying some dumb yeah. stuff uh, about how he the how the San Francisco 49ers have never have they've never seen a defensive end like him. Come on now, Frank. Frank, dude, they just played the Vikings. Yeah, Daniel Hunter. They've played tons of good defensive ends. Yeah. Darius Smith. You know, he's an edge rusher, but they've seen. Plenty better rushers than you, Frank. Frank, you've been in the NFC West for a while, buddy. Pretty sure they've seen you before. Yeah, they saw him twice a year. Yeah, Frank, let's just let's just pump yeah. the brakes a bit, buddy. Yeah, get someone get the mic out of this guy's face. I mean, why do you do that? Why do you provide billboard material? You know, the week of, don't be that guy. Yeah, come on, Frank. Don't be a Frank. Low blow, man. So I wanted to look up the over under on this game. So what would you guys guess the line is right now? <clears throat> uh, I'd say Kansas City by three. Bobby, any guesses? Um, I'm going to give a little more. I'm going to say six and a half. Chiefs by one and a half. Wow. wow. Yep. And the uh, point total, it is looking like the most updated one that I'm seeing is 54 and a half points. So you'd be, looking at, yeah. you'd be looking at like, um, what is that? 24, like 28. Yeah, something like that. I feel like that's low. Yeah. I think this is going to be like a 35-42 type of game. Do y'all have any gauge 40, right now? No, it's got to be 49-42. There you go. Okay, 49-42. Is that your, is that your prediction? Yeah. You got to – I mean, then obviously 49ers are scoring the 49. So of if, course. Yeah, I love that. That's a great take. <laughs> Thank you. Bobby, one thing I love about you is you really do – you uh, you give right. us affirmation. I'm clear cut. You know, it's black when and our, white with When me. our takes are good, and we no appreciate you for that. Hey, so if, um, if San Fran wins, what happens? Like – have they run for a ton of touchdowns? Is Jimmy G? I mean, what? What? Give me your, give me your. I guess keys to victory for both teams. I think it's going to be balanced. Okay. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna have to do both. They're gonna have to they're gonna pass and they're gonna um, because you know I mean there's a there's a chance that Kansas City could get up early and mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna have to probably you know pass to stay in it or hang with them or even though the last two games they've let both teams get fourteen or seventeen on them right uh, Tennessee and then uh, yeah who'd they play before that. Uh, Houston, the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, they played both AFC South teams. But I'm saying both uh, both teams that played them got up a little early on them. That's true. Yeah, uh, maybe the Texans got the 21 before they scored. I don't know. But anyways, no, yeah. you're right. It was 24, wasn't it? Wasn't it 24 nothing? And then they scored like who the Texans? Yeah, yeah, they were up 24, 51 seven. Yeah, yeah. After that, and then the Titans got up 14 0. I think on the Chiefs. Yeah. Um. Or no, the Titans played the Ravens. That's what it was. No, they played the Chiefs. The next yeah, round, yeah. The next round. We'll save our picks and stuff for the end. But man, I'm super excited. I can't wait to watch 49ers defense play. You know, Tyron without one Thornhill has kind of been fun to watch. He's been he's been know, great all over the field. So should be an awesome game. Where are y'all watching it? What are y'all doing? So the Raymer, my parents always have a big party over at their house, uh-huh. and um, we Cabell, our friend Cabell, we yeah. had on the uh, the draft pod. He smokes some meats. Everybody brings a side dish. We've probably been doing that party over there for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, at least. I mean, it's kind of like the biggest food day of the year, honestly, outside of like Thanksgiving. That's great. That's the way to do it because this time of year I get so many phone calls from people and they're like, hey, man, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? You want to come over? And you're like, not really. "Eh, I have an IDP podcast. Like, we're probably not going to get along. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know who I am? We we're a big deal, you know. Yeah, come on, bro. I need yeah. a freaking like letter in the mail to be invited to this or something. Yeah. So uh, so you don't have any plans right now? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really talked to my wife. Well, bring the family over to the 
Casa de Raymer. You got a standing invite as a member of the big three. Ooh. There's a chance uh, Josh may yeah, not be there. May not be there. Oh, so we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll find out You're more on baby Thursday. Range. Baby gate. Yeah, we are uh-huh. in the uh, in the range here Ooh. for the baby. So there's a chance I'll be watching the Super Bowl from a hospital room. Could uh, be a Super Bowl baby. I mean, yeah, that's what Allie's been excited for all along. Is, I can't wait. Uh, just having a Super Bowl baby because she wants to that. test my loyalty. Of uh, you gonna watch the game? You gonna paint it? I was like, this is why we hired a doula. Right. Mary, you are on full-time alley duty. Daddy's got responsibilities. You understand. Right. Those if, nurses, that's what they're up there for. That's what they get paid for. If yes, you were sir. having it on Super Bowl day and somebody came to you and said, Josh, the highest IDP score, if you name your son after him, I'll give you $1,000. Would you do it? No, I'd have to be a little more. Okay. Let's go five grand. Mm, give me 20 and now you're talking. Oh. Guys, wow. need to pull, pull, pull. Because I mean, here. who would? What would be the weirdest name that could possibly, you know, Tyron? Yeah, to to be the highest scorer, Tyron Raymer. I just couldn't. I, I'd have to just call him Raymer. I'd have to call him Honey. Quan. <laughs> Quan Raymer. Yeah, that would work. I like that. That wouldn't be bad. I kind of preferred Forrest though. DeForest. What about? Yeah, hey, uh, that'd be kind of cool. What about Fred? Fred would be fine. I don't think Allie would be really thrilled with Fred, but oh, um, Bashad. Breland. Bashad would be good. Bashad Raymer. Oh, Bashad. I'm a fan of all these guys. But I think we were missing the best one. Jaquiski. Ooh. <laughs> I cut Jaquiski, though, so. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. He doesn't would. get the love. I'm sorry. Dre. Dre Raymer. Dre Raymer. That'd be pretty good. Go. Ooh, be kind of dope. We had a Don Raymer and a Juan Raymer. Ooh. A Don Leo and a Juan Theo. How about that for Redneck? Ooh. Shout out, Papaw. <laughs> so uh here no, I won't give my score prediction right now, but I will say that I think this game is going to be a high scoring shootout. Like I really and truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think this is gonna be a game that we never forget, boys. I've already forgotten it, Adam. So I'm sorry. That's not gonna be true. Hey, here's to the nights we won't remember with the people we'll never forget, baby. <laughs> I hope that's what the Super Bowl is to you and yours out there. I do hope you remember it, though, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just enough to name your first child sure. after the highest scoring sure, IDP sure. player. So, all right, guys, we got a fun little uh, thing that we're going to do here on the pod. We haven't done this before, I don't think. Well, we had the live draft a few weeks ago, but that was sort of a, a drunken shenanigans. Mm. But we're going to do... Yeah, shout out to anyone that listened to that. But did, I was surprised that it had the listens it did. Yeah, good yeah, for you. But, uh, and thanks for sticking around. Definitely our lowest listened to episode. That's right. Rightfully so. So thanks to all our friends... Maybe we should reevaluate having them on future pods. Yeah, they will never be back. We can assure you that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Uh, we love you, but you just can't come on our podcast. <laughs> That's it. So what we're going to do on this show to kind of do a like Super Bowl preview on the IDP side, we're actually going to set our IDP guys' lineups on the show. It's going to be sort of like a mock draft episode, guys, as we weigh these decisions that we have. Obviously, with this league, um, it's through... Uh, my fantasy league and it is basically an eliminator pool where once you use a guy you can't use him again so you're going to hear like who did we burn up earlier in the challenge who do we have left do we have any tough decisions to make so that's what we're going to do as part of our super bowl idp preview after that we are very excited we have a huge guest on the show uh, you saw it teased on Twitter yesterday. We put it out there. We're very excited to wo- to welcome from the Fantasy Footballers podcast. He's the editor in chief. Kyle Borgannoni is going to be joining us on the show. And guys, you have to give a hat tip to Kyle. We did the 
interview a little earlier, so we we know it's good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. But Kyle was brave enough to come on the show despite not being an IDP player. And we are going to make the case for why he should play in an IDP league and how to set it up. Kyle's a real man for doing that. He is. And he's missing out. He should, uh, I like Kyborg. That would be a good, uh, it's like a play on Cyborg. He should probably go with, make that his Twitter handle. No more Kyle Borg. I mean, here's the thing. Kyborg. Who among us has gone viral but you? Mm. It's true. So Mm. when we search for the knowledge of... um, what we should do on Twitter to really pop and get those numbies up. Sure. Should be from Addy. Should be Addy. Sure. Kyle, reach out to me. My DMs are always open, brother. You, I would consider you a branding expert. Sure. But Sugar hey. <laughs> but hey, you know, um, sometimes, Addy, you know, our humor just doesn't, uh, doesn't sit well with people. That's true. Shout out to all the people on Reddit discovering the pod. <laughs> Yeah. And discovering that maybe we aren't as funny as what we thought. Yeah, sorry, our comedic styling don't line up to yours! So yeah, shout out to DJ Keltown. You thought we wouldn't find you on that old Reddit board just uh-huh. creeping about best IDP podcasts. Well, we found you. We've seen what you said! And we're coming for you! We're actually recording this in the back of the car as we drive to DJ Keltown's residence. and um, Swerving all over the road, baby. We are angry. So, yeah, even though our comedic stylings don't match up well with some people, um, we're thankful for those that do match up well with our comedic I mean, yeah, stylings. It's, uh, it's, yeah, we're not saying we're, you know, Professor Comedy or anything. Yeah. But uh, I feel like we're pretty above average, so... We find ourselves to be quite hilarious. Thank you very much. We make ourselves laugh a lot, bud. We're doing okay. Mm-hmm. We're doing okay. So We're doing fine, right? I mean, with the podcast, yeah, sure. Right. Why'd you say that, DJ Town? <laughs> you hurt our feelings. Oh. Who uses Reddit anyway? Mm-hmm. Dude, the Reddit board for IDP is like surprisingly strong. Like it's a good like four thousand five hundred people wow. are sub to that Reddit um, subscribers to that Reddit board. <laughs> Sorry, guys, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Reddit's fine. I was actually going to suggest that maybe we could get on there and engage with the fans on like game days to build our listens. But uh, no, you done shot that all to heck, Adam. We're on TikTok. TikTok. The rest I'll, of Gen Z. I still think Kesha should be the spokeswoman for for uh, TikTok. How they not worked that out yet? What'd she do? That song, TikTok on the clock. Let the party it. don't stop. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. That one? You haven't heard that <laughs> song? Know. That was a popular one on the radio yeah. like a year or so ago. Tomato, tomato. Kesha TikTok. You know the song? Mm. Man. Mm. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only into Indian uh, underground stuff that uh, most of you normies haven't even heard of. Yeah, for most sure. of the stuff that's sung in a shed in the middle of Wisconsin. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's right. It's actually, that was at one point the thing. Yeah. So. What, singing in a shed in the my, middle of Wisconsin? <laughs> it's like Bonavere's yeah, story. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I was thinking. Ready though. to wrap this up, Adam? Yeah. Right. That's right. Good luck, Josh. All right, let's get it back on the rails here, boys. Let's pull up our IDP guys' lineups. and uh, So, yeah, look forward to Kyle's interview. That's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kyborg. Kyborg, <laughs> that's right. 
So, guys, uh, let's start at quarterback. What options? Um, do you all have both the quarterbacks still available? No, I have, I have Jimmy G. Okay, I have I, Jimmy G, too. I mm. used up uh, Pat Mahomes, I think, last round. Hmm. Bobo, what you got? I have not playing in the uh, IDP, guys. Oh, so. wow. Oh, thanks uh, a lot, Bobby, for yeah. telling us this wow. right now. You just smacked uh, <laughs> so sorry. Nate and Johnny and all the guys across the face. Yeah, so. you know. Wow. Two playoff uh, leagues we were in, it seemed, yeah. seemed to be enough. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I'll never do that again, by the way, the two playoff leaks. Yeah. So it does look like Because you're the one that has to keep up with the scoring yes. too. Oh, yeah. It's all manual scoring. Yeah. I, I've never done two before, so I added another league for our XFFL buddies. Immediate league. regret. And uh yeah. Never again. So. Never again, guys. Hope Love you guys you. enjoyed it. But, but no. I'm smashing y'all because of uh, uh Raheem. Yeah, Most you did too. great in there. Yeah, well Mahomes. I've never well, the Mahomes yeah, winners. Or, everyone had Mahomes is yeah. they're doing great. I've never won that league before, so there you go. Feels great. All right, so I'm going with Jimmy G. I saved Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams as my two running backs. So, Markham, who are you looking at running back-wise? Running back-wise, I'm looking at uh, Matt Breida. Oh, God. And uh, um, maybe LaShawn McCoy, Darwin Thompson. McCoy's been inactive, so you may have to go with Darwin. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not good there. Feeling great. Not good. Not great, Bob. So, So I've got – I saved Travis Kelsey. Cool. So I'm going with him at tight end. I've got some decent wide receiver options because I tried to save. Last week was rough. I tried to save those guys. Uh, so I do have Debo Samuel, your boy. Nice. I'm going to go with That's a nice. wide receiver. He's going to have a great game, I oh, think. Yeah. So I feel pretty good. I mean, Garoppolo, Mostert, Damian Williams, Travis Kelsey, yeah. Debo Samuel. Debo That's Samuel. nasty to be this far into it and still have those guys. Yeah, so mine, we're looking at uh Jimmy. I wouldn't. Tyreek, too, sorry. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. gosh. I've got Jimmy G. I've got Kelsey. I've got Kittle. Um, Uh-oh. So I'm going to be starting both of those tight ends. I've got McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, um, Kendrick Bourne. Hey, Bourne could I'm catch some touchdowns, man. Yeah. yeah. He's been all right. Um, I may actually have to be starting him. Yeah, yeah. it looks like I am. Now, defense, I, have, I still have some pretty good options. Um, I've got... Fred Warner is going to be getting yep. to play for me. Me too. Mm-hmm. I've got Fred as well. I've got uh, Bosa. I've got Chris Jones. I'm going to probably go Warner. Would you go Warner and Dre Greenlaw or Warner and Anthony Hitchens? Uh, well, Hitchens hasn't been very good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd probably look at the snap counts for. I'd be. I would. That's how I'm going to make some of these decisions. Just pull up the snap counts from the. Uh, yeah. Let's do Dre Greenlaw snap counts. Dre. Let's, let's so do Dre's and check Quans to see who's playing the most out of those two. Um, and then Hitchens. I think he's getting a good amount of snaps. I just don't think he's recording. Yeah. So in the Green Bay game, um, it looks like that this is Dre played seventy five percent of snaps. That's great. Well, he had played previously um, 199, 85, 75. Mm-hmm. So he's been trending down. What did Quan do? So let's see what Quan was. Um, so he was. I would still imagine they're not giving him full. Yeah, play. I would think not. I would think like 50%. So Quan against that. the. Yeah, he had uh, 32% of snaps. Okay, so they're just using him sparingly. Yeah. So Dre's still the guy there. But let's look at what Damian Williams was doing. Or I'm sorry. Um, Wilson. Well, Damian Wilson and also Hitchens, Hitchens yeah. yeah. So Damian Wilson uh, looks like he was at 68% against the Titans. Hmm. So not great. <clears throat> so in the conference uh, round, Dre had six tackles. Fred had two, also had a pass defense, 
And then um, Quan only had two tackles against Green Bay. So, yeah, I don't think they're using Quan a ton. So Hitchens played 67% of snaps. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. I like Greenlaw that. Greenlaw plus uh, Fred. Yeah, I agree. I've got Greenlaw, Greenlaw to play as well. Uh, he'll be the guy I'm starting. Mm-hmm. So we're both going Fred and Dre. Yeah, I've got I'm heavy 49ers. Mm-hmm. Especially on defense. Yep. I think uh, I think I used up DeForest Buckner, uh, but I do I have Chris Jones left, so nice. I am starting Chris Jones. Both of y'all are. Did you say you yes. were Adam? Yeah, so starting, starting him as well. Jones as he well. playing? Yo, he's yeah. playing. I got he's you. already said he's like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. my arm could be falling off. It's a Super Bowl. You play. The mm-hmm. end. Uh, so I saved uh, Eric Armstead. Wow. Ooh, I have him too, actually. So that's that is a definite auto start. And then, uh, wow, I guess D Ford. What were his snaps looking like, man? Because the other guy they have listed here is a highly predicted guy is Tano Passing Non. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Could you maybe help me out with that name, guys? No. <laughs> okay. Fair you, enough. You did a great job, Josh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm probably not going to start a guy that whose name I cannot pronounce. Honey Badger is the only exception to that. So D. Ford played 54% of the snaps uh, against the – 49ers. That's a big deal for him. Oh, yeah. He was he was not getting that at all. So we're gonna go with D Ford in the season. That, so D Ford definitely a guy that they uh, they had a plan in place for. They were gonna use him sparingly, but they a huge difference maker when he's out there on the field. That defense looks completely different when it he's does. out there. Mm-hmm. He's a he's like a kind of a pinch hitter type of guy. You know, he's yeah, only exactly. in on a rotational basis, but man, he adds a nice pop whenever he's out there on the field. Yeah. So those are my defensive ends. I'm going. Uh, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, Chris Jones at D. Tackle. My linebackers are going to be Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. And then let's shift over to cornerbacks now and see who I have left. Ooh, Kendall Fuller, Richard Sherman, Jimmy Ward, Charvarius Ward as well. So some nice options there. What do you all think? Bobby, who would you go with? Um, Man, that's hard. Probably... I think I'm leaning Kendall Fuller right would now. be all right because it's I don't know. He played 54 percent of the snaps. I'm just I may just do this based off snap count. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. That's I, not a lot. Was he? I wonder if he was hurt because he only he's only scored two points so far in this challenge. Huh. So not great. I would be okay to play maybe a Richard Sherman too. I yeah. think uh, Kansas City's going to throw the ball a lot. I'm going to play Jimmy Ward. He's get he's got that cornerback designation in here for whatever reason. He's a safety. He hasn't been that productive though, but uh, they should be getting tested deep a lot. And I'd imagine is this a cornerback and safety league or is this just a DB league? It's a cornerback and safety. Okay, I'm so going both for the 49ers because you know the Chiefs, yeah. especially if they get down and going to have to just go bombs away. I want cornerbacks for the 49ers. Another guy I sneakily like is uh, Daniel Sorensen. Mm-hmm. He's a nice little option if you've used up, you know, Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have some nice tackle numbers. Who did he uh, tackle uh, last game? Hit somebody uh, really hard. Yeah, it was a quarterback, wasn't it? Who was it? Um, Tannehill. Yeah, he drilled Tannehill. Yeah. He did. Charvarius Ward's a nice option, too, though. Played 98% of the snaps. Wow. Ooh, that's nice. Richard uh, um, Breeland's a nice little option. Mm-hmm. I used him up, so I'm debating right now between Jimmy Ward and or uh, Jimmy Ward, the Ward Bros, Charvarius or Jimmy, Bobby. 
Help me out here. Emmanuel Mosley is a decent. Yeah, decent he's pick scored too. the most points of the guys that I have available right now. Twenty six points. That's nice. Um, oh, and Sorson has he's he's been pretty good too. Kwan Williams and Rashad Fenton are actually the next two highest scoring guys. I probably still go with the snaps there with uh, Jimmy. Had Jimmy 98? had more snaps. Yeah, no, I like uh, uh, Jimmy had a hundred. Oh, and uh, Charvarius had ninety eight. You're splitting hairs there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you got to play Jimmy. Yeah, if you got him. I may go. I may go. Um, Charvarius then over Sherm. Charvarius over. I like that. I, th- I think that's okay. Man, but Sherm's had a nice little run. Eighteen points. That's not bad. Yeah, but now you're playing Mahomes and Andy Reid. They got two weeks. All right, we're going the Ward Bros. Jimmy Ward and Charvarius Ward at cornerback. I like that. So I'm going. Uh, yeah, this is easy. I'm going Honey Badger. I've been saving him, and Sorensen's had thirty points. So I think I'm going both uh, Kansas City safeties. Wow. I like it. Yep. That's how, that's what's happening. Even, so I've got to come up with one more offensive player here. Even though uh, Jaquiski led the team in tackles last week? I, I, Jaquiski's dead to me. Oh, my gosh. I don't want gosh. anything to do with him. Eight tackles, five solos last nope, week? No, no, thank you. He's got a questionable tag, though, oh. of course. But uh, yeah, that's that's play. So I'm not going to go running back. I'm going to go with one of the wide receivers here. So what do you think between... Richie James, Kendrick Bourne, or Demarcus Robinson? I think this is easy. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. All yeah. right, we're going Kendrick Bourne. He's getting red lo- red zone looks. Demarcus Robinson has some of the worst hands I've ever seen. Yeah. But they I do VV bad. <laughs> I do like James uh, returns, kickoffs, and punts. Richie James, yeah, if, yeah. You, get, if you get points for return yards. I don't know if that helps in here. I don't remember if we do or not. I don't – I doubt it. It's nice for that. But, uh, yeah, we don't because he's only got eight points. Wow. Although, maybe. If so, uh, last week he had two for 29 and then one for 26. So, not a ton. Well, but then maybe we do because he's only got he's got eight points total. That might be it then. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm a big Richie James fan. M- Middle Tennessee State. He's definitely talented. All right. Wow, so, Sherman had a pick last week. Oh, you only start one safety. I thought you started two. So, I'm going to go with Honey Badger over Sorensen. So I've got to select another offensive player. No, why do you make me do this? All right, well then, I don't think I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to go with any of these running backs. No, because, I mean, do you go Brita just on the off chance that maybe? I'm, I'm going Brita by default. I have to. Mm-hmm. But uh, So would you go? So Burita, get your Burita. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, we're going Burita. Those are not great well, options. Well, you got to, and also Tevin Coleman might not play, so mm-hmm. that's a yeah. pretty good option. That does help. Okay, so there we go. I'm going to submit That's this That's a good lineup. point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, so let's see what how this lineup actually turned out here. If I can actually submit the correct lineup this time. And then, Addy, you can read yours as well. All right, so we went with, as the shed Wi-Fi grinds to a screeching halt, we went with Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Damian Williams, Kendrick Bourne, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, uh, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Charvarius Ward, Jimmy Ward, and Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger himself. Mm. Addy, how you doing over there, baby? Let's see. I've got three left. Um, I need to... Who are you picking? Let us in. Let us out. Bobby mm-hmm. is uh, needing to fill some airtime here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it looks like we need a 
Got a safety. I need a uh, need another cornerback. All right, so you're going with Jimmy, right? Jimmy Ward is one of them. Uh, the other one, I'd say we can do Breland or um, who was the other Kansas City one that? Uh, yeah, uh, Fuller. Fuller, but he hadn't been getting the snaps. Lately. Fenton's been. I mean, Fenton has the most points. Fenton, that's yeah. where we're gonna go. Rashad Fenton. Okay. Cornerback talk is so fun. It's weird that we start two cornerbacks in that league and one safety. That is weird. What the hell's up with that? Come on, Nate. Uh, So we also need to get a – I still got to get a running back. Oh, yikes. You're into, like, LaShawn McCoy territory, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to have to – well, I think we're going to have to go with uh, Darwin Thompson. Yeah, Darwin's fine. I mean, if Damian goes down, it's the Darwin show. um, What's his face? Darwin. Daryl Williams, is he not getting any run? Let's look up old Daryl. Old Daryl, I think, is working at the Lowe's. While we're talking about this, uh, Kansas City should definitely draft uh, DeAndre Swift, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, my god! Imagine gosh. if they had a good running back. They really need one. Uh, so he played 26% of the offensive snaps. Uh, last game was in week 13. Mm. So I do not believe that Daryl Williams is uh, – he's on injured reserve. I'm sorry. Yeah, he went on injured reserve uh. December 5th. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do next year. There's going to be tons of running backs. I mean, hell, any of those running backs mm-hmm. you plug in are going to immediately be, like, top three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do. So, he, uh, Darwin played 16% of the snaps uh, oh. in the game against Tennessee. So That's about all we got. That's about the only option we have. Yeah. Kind of scraping. I guess I could go uh, uh, the uh, fullback for San Fran. Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. That's a great a play. play. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Good pivot, Adam. Let's do that. I love the ballers, what you think. The ballers were talking a little bit yesterday or today about Kamara and how Taysom Hill really hurt Kamara's value a lot this year just because Sean Payton decides to be creative at weird times. And, uh, you know, took a little bit of Kamara's touchdown play away took this year. Took the shine away a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kyle Juszczyk played 73% of the snaps That's for nice. the 49ers. So, yes, go with Juszczyk. Okay, I got it submitted. It's done. Hit us with it, baby. Jimmy G, Travis Kelsey, Fred Warner, George Kittle, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Matt Breida, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Dre Greenlaw, Jimmy Ward, Kendrick Bourne, Daniel Sorensen, Rashad Fenton, Kyle Juszczyk, Eric Armstead. I like that a lot. I like that you had Bosa. You didn't even mention Bosa originally. Did I not? No, you kept him on the the shelf, huh? Yeah, saved a a lot of these Niners. What about the Kelsey and Kittle combination? That's pretty pretty dirty. Kittle's been really uh, bad. Mm. Did you see he's been playing with a torn labrum for two years and refuses to get surgery? Mm -hmm. So that that makes a lot of sense. He's definitely going to be a wrestler when his career is Oh, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, they've already called him. Him and Gronk would be a great tag team duo. (laughs) You really should do that. That'd Uh be awesome. Very, very entertaining. So there's your little bit of uh, IDP breakdown for the Super Bowl. Guys, let's give our picks before we get into the interview with Kyle. Give me a final score prediction, and who is the Super Bowl champion? Markham, we'll start with you. 49ers, 41. Kansas City Chiefs, 38. Ooh, you didn't go with 49 for the I, 49ers. I thought about it. A little like, too ah, cute. Yeah, I didn't A little too cute. All right, Bobo. Um... Man, this is too hard. I haven't really thought about this. Uh, You've been over there stroking your mustache on the microphone. I'm about to go about to put me to sleep, gosh. putting on this stuff, too. Yeah, right on the... Right on the Bobby's going to have sensory overload with all these acoustic uh, panels up right it. now. I need to take a picture of it. Yeah. I got a good picture. It feels yeah. great. Um, okay, so let's go... 
49ers. Talking to your microphone, Bobby. Because they're NFC West, and I don't want to see them win. 49ers, 35. Kansas City Chiefs, 49. They're going to get 49. 49. You don't (laughs) want to get 49 in a Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs, 45. 49ers, 42. Wow. I think it's a close game that Shoot literally, out. yeah, just comes down to the very end. I hope that's what we get, boys. That'd be fun. Kind of like, like the Rams-Chiefs game that we got in Mexico. Or yeah. no, I guess back in California. That was supposed to be in Mexico City. <laughs> I want to uh, I want to see Andy Reid get him one. I do, yeah, too. He's a good dude. One. He does. It'd be yeah. nice. So it'd be, it'd be great to see the team try to lift him up on their shoulders and everyone just blow out their backs and hammies. Yeah. Yeah. Simultaneously. Awesome. Can't wait to watch that, Josh. Also can't wait. We got the interview with Kyle, the Borgogan coming up. Kyborg. Kyborg. Kyborg, baby. It's happening. We're getting him the changes. Uh, look look up on Twitter and see if there is a Kyborg. Maybe, I bet, uh, there, I bet Kyborg. there is. I bet, he, I bet it's crossed his mind. Yeah, yeah he's probably thought he's, about it. I bet a million people say this to him daily. Yeah. Maybe he could get the ballers to change his nickname <laughs> to Kyborg on the show instead of the Borgogan. I'll reach out to the whole team. You should. Yeah. Now, back channel and get back to us definitely y'all don't go anywhere we're going to hear about anchor and then come at you all with that interview stay tuned when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply all right we're back and very excited to welcome in to the big three idp podcast we've had some guests on before but this guy if you're a fan of the fantasy footballers podcast you know the name he's known as the borgogan as kyle the editor it's kyle borgononi kyle thanks for coming on the show man we're so glad to have you Hey, I'm glad to be here. And yeah, Borgogan is, uh, as a name, I'm still struggling with some days. The first time they referenced it, I didn't know what they were talking about. But you pronounce Borgononi perfectly, so I already like you guys. Beautiful. I have to talk to a lot of people for my job, and the most stressful thing is like, am I going to pronounce this person's name correctly? So yeah, I'm going to call you Kyle B. Kyle so. B. That's uh, yeah, or yeah, the Borgogan from now on. So uh, that which makes me think of like a mythical sea creature or something. Um, so you've got quite a reputation on the show already. That, hey, if I'm a mythical person to you guys, that's that's I'm winning some cool points already. Mm-hmm. And what's cool, Kyle, about you is that you are on the show tonight. Um, as listeners will know from listening to the beginning of the show, we are making the case for IDP tonight. You are not currently playing any kind of IDP fantasy, uh, but you were nice enough to come on the show with us maniacs and let us bend your ear for about 30, 45 minutes here and try to convince you to play in an IDP league. So we're up for the challenge, and it sounds like you're coming in with an open mind as well. For sure. I've had a couple of league mates that have brought up IDP for years, and it's gotten trashed like no one's talked about. Like I'm, I'd rather talk about kickers in our league. I'm a pro kicker person. <laughs> and so – you know, he's brought up IDP for years, so I'd like to hear rational because my friend's super emotional. He's like just like <laughs> so I want I want to hear good rational arguments and I'm and I'm open to hearing it. 
Well, you will get none of that. You will get all emotional, <laughs> fiery takes, probably lots of references to fast food. But uh, that's that's what we love about the big three IDP podcast that we can get on here and have some fun. And we do. We have some arguments written down. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you four different points as to why we think you should give IDP a shot. But before we get into that, let's do a little bit of background on who is the the man behind the moniker of the Borgogan. So tell us a little bit about how long you've been playing fantasy. How did you get into it? How did that all start for you? Yeah, so for me, uh, baseball statistics was my first love. Like in life, my parents, uh, my dad gave me the box scores of the paper and that was like my section. I remember at age four, that was like my section that I my dad would just give to me and so I just always loved statistics, but baseball really was how I got into the fantasy world. And so I had baseball leagues that I was in from, you know, fifth, sixth grade all the way through. And I just got addicted to being able to manage my own team. It's probably a control issue. It's probably all of us. With That's fantasy. right. We oh, absolutely. A little bit more control, but um, just that intersection of statistics and whatnot. And so I played football, basketball, and baseball, fantasy sports all the way through high school. And the crazy part is I actually took a break when I got to college, which is usually when people kind of ramps up. But I took a break for a couple of years and some of my college friends started a league. I got in that league and then I just happened the very first week that I got back in, I started listening to fantasy footballers and uh, got addicted to the show. And my, with my friends, it was kind of just I wanted to keep up the conversation. I wanted to keep up uh, the the funny banter. And so I started our own league podcast with a couple of friends. And so that, that just got me energized where I kind of got addicted. Now, do you, I'll ask you, cause I can remember mine and boys, uh, let me know if you remember yours as well. Do you remember your first fantasy football draft who you took as your number one overall pick? I have a very distinct memory in high school of taking Charlie Garner on one of my teams the running back, he was a Raider, he's a 49er. Wow. And I remember being very disappointed. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard of this guy. So, uh, yeah, mine was, uh, I'm a Colts fan, so mine was uh, my first draft. I mean, looking back, I guess it wasn't as bad of a pick, but I took Marvin Harrison in the first round of my first ever fantasy draft. So that was all right. Um, I think I was like a freshman in high school, maybe for my first draft. Do you remember yours? It definitely would have been like no PPR though, too, right? No, no, no. This standard. This was in the dark ages of fantasy for sure. Yeah, my first pick was Mike Vick. Hey, very nice. Falcons days. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of for a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. Kyle, you were you're a Falcons fan. You told us so. uh, I'm sure you have some fond memories of the early Vick days. Yeah, I mean, just for us feeling like you're playing video games when you're watching, uh, watching your team play was awesome. But those teams underachieved a ton. We did beat the Vikings in the playoffs and the Packers on the road one time. That was basically it. But those teams were super fun to watch. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Bobo, do you remember your first pick? I don't know. I was always a Wes Welker dude, probably. So <laughs> probably you probably took Welker. As far back as I can you probably remember. took Welker maybe a couple of rounds too early. Oh yeah, for sure. So you mentioned Kyle, um, you know, getting uh, hooked on the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Like once you got back into it, starting the podcast for your league. So um, and it sounds like you did. You take a break on the league podcast for a while. 
yeah, we just, when we had our second child, I just, I couldn't keep it up because I was putting in 10, 15 hours for our, just our own league podcast with about 12 people listening. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd share with some friends and family that thought it was hilarious, but I just couldn't keep it up. And so also with just my increased role with the footballers, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But it sounds like that you may be back in, you may be I, back on that train. It's a hard thing to quit. And, and maybe it's just my personality, but like, you know, I love my friends. We've been friends for, you know, some 10, 15 years mm-hmm. and we're all over the place. Somebody, you know, lives in California, someone's in New York and whatnot. And so it's like my gift to my friends to be like, Hey, let's keep this friendship going mm-hmm. is this podcast. And so there's a couple of them that like, if it is not, you know, in their inbox, on Friday morning, when they have their cup of coffee, they're pissed at me. <laughs> they're like, Kyle, we're paying you good money to get this podcast out on Friday morning. What is happening? Yeah, I do feel a little guilty, though, for the art because ours has kind of gone, you know, yeah. by the wayside as well. So I do feel guilty that, uh, you know, we, we can't do it anymore. The guys keep asking for it. Yeah. Yeah, we had a couple guys try to pick up the torch and carry it. Uh, for a couple episodes, but as they quickly found out, it's just hard yeah. to set aside time when you've got other stuff going on to do the show. Thankfully for us, as you can see, we're all in the same room. We all live in the same town. Uh, so in a way that almost makes it easier because it, it is like, it's nice just to get together every week with these two knuckleheads. And, you know, we record about an hour and a half podcast and we're out in the shed, the so shack for like four hours. Cause we just, sit there and talk football for, you know, two or three hours before and after. So it is, uh, we do miss the league podcast that we had. Uh, what, what was weird though. And you, I don't know if you noticed this with yours, we have 12 guys in our league, three of them in this room. So, you know, there should have been like maybe 12 listens per episode. And we were averaging like 40 listens. I'm like, who are these 30 weirdos listening to a league that they have no connection to? Yeah. We had ours. We shared ours on iTunes for a while, which, you know, we weren't trying to make it big, but that's just the easiest channel we were using. And yeah, we were finding, we were getting random listens from like Germany and stuff. It's like, Oh, cool. If you want to listen to our random league and our random inside jokes. But I, I think for me too, I set the bar a little too high for myself. And I think the rest of the league where every single week we had it, I interviewed a couple people each week. I had the I had a different intro music compilation every single wow. week. There's your 10 hours right there. <laughs> and everyone would have to send a voice memo. So like if they're in the car, they you know, everybody in the league had to send a voice memo in of just a rant. Um, and so it got to the point where it was like, man, I am coordinating 12 people's schedules each week just so I can put this out. <laughs> it is the uh, it is a symptomatic of the sickness that is fantasy football. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about you mentioned that uh, things slowed down for the league podcast once you actually started uh, working with the fantasy footballers. So for those who don't know the story, take us behind the scenes. You were obviously a listener of the podcast. How did you get hooked up with those guys and start working with them? Yeah, so there was a point when the footballers first started out where there wasn't much content in terms of writing on the website. Um, I mean, it was Jason and Andy and they just even just a couple of people they commissioned. And so the first time they put out the call to get a writing staff, I just happened to see Jason tweet about it. Um, and I just happened to, you, you know, put myself out there. I had been writing for fantasy pros, um, I've been a news correspondent, so I basically just got to follow the Braves, follow the Falcons, and basically write every single news blurb um, possible. 
And I did that for a while. I started writing a quarterback article if they'd let me, but you know, I was just kind of doing it on the side for fun. And so when I saw the footballers put out the call for writers, I was like, this is the best group. This is the most fun at least in terms of that. And so uh, I joined in uh, my application and, and Jason told me later, he said, Kyle, when I saw your name and I saw your application, he's like, I wanted you. And I, and that meant a lot to me because there's thousands of people that apply. Yeah, it's cool. I do. We all, have, we all applied, man. <laughs> Don't, listen. Um, Don't listen. I do have a writing background. I, I was a, used to be an English teacher. And so um, there's a lot of editing stuff that I've just done over the years that I think helped part of that resume. Um, and then with Fantasy Pros, I had gotten to the point where I had done a couple of podcasts with Bobby Sylvester, um, some baseball ones, some baseball previews, some draft kit. So I, I'd kind of gotten in a little bit, but for me, it was just once I got in the door of being on that writing team, you know, with, with, with fantasy football, it's just like, once that door is open, you just want to keep it as wide open as possible. And so I didn't just write, I mean, I wrote good content. I wrote a lot, but I was, you know, involved in the process and involved with Brooks early on where Brooks wanted to offload a lot of responsibilities. And so they just trusted me. Nice. So it's a, so your actual title, I believe, with the fantasy footballers is the editor in chief. Is that right? Correct. So in your um, kind of day to day response, is this your full time job? What you do with them? It is not. It is not. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh, it's basically I, I put in depending on the week. The in season, it's you know basically twenty five thirty hours. Um, in terms of I look over every single show before they look at it. So before they've ever looked at it, Brooks and I compile the document, all the stats, a lot of the talking points. And the goal is just to set them up to just do what they're really good at doing. It's just the banter. Um, and so I love that part of the job because I have to like think what would be really good to throw out there. Um, and then just to put stupid stuff in the document, stupid statistics or, or whatever. So um, no, I'm actually, so I've been a teacher and I'm currently a high school pastor. So, oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah. So, so, so you actually, along with Brooks, it sounds like put the show doc together for each of the fantasy footballers episodes. Yeah. So you know we're going through this week the QB Truth episodes, and so you know Brooks will compile from their consistency charts, and I'll put in all statistics, all the questions, and we'll put it in order. We'll put in you know when we do buy sell or any of our other segments, we're putting in those points. And then, you know, they'll add in stuff too, but it's basically before, you know, they, they record the documents completely done and they get to show up, look through it, add stuff, um, put in the ads and whatnot. But yeah, we're just trying to set them up for success. Yeah. We do a little prep on the, uh, on the doc. Um, and it's funny, uh, do you all use separate docs for each of your shows or do you just have yeah. one? Okay. See, we have just one podcast planning doc, and I looked the other day, and it is legitimately probably like forty thousand words at this point. <laughs> like, I work for a publishing company; like, that's the length of most of the books that we put out is about forty thousand words. Yeah, so it takes about a minute to load up. Yeah, it does. It's like it's like you're back on dial up when that thing has to load. So um, that's and what's great about that, Kyle, is that you obviously help. You put in a lot of work getting the doc ready. But then if something's ever wrong, Brooks is the only one who gets blamed for it. Oh, no, it's great. Um, I don't put my name. I mean, I put comments on the side and whatnot, you know, where it's me. Um, and when, it, when the jokes hit, you feel great. You're like, okay, this is this is slain right now. I, I, I went on a rant for a while where I 
basically trashed Jimmy Graham as much as I could every single episode, any chance I could. Because he just looks like a corpse out there. But yeah, I think we made that joke last week that he actually died three years ago. And it's just been his ghost running around the field. We were, we were mentioning it's kind of like Weekend at Bernie's where he's just this corpse that you're just kind of popping up. Yeah. But yeah, Brooks, Brooks uh, usually gets the brunt of if something goes wrong, it's him. There you go. That's right. So you are in Atlanta. The Ballers are obviously they're in Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever get down to the, to the office there, the home base? So I get to go at least once, maybe twice a year. So I went out and went to a Cardinals Falcons game. I don't know if you remember, it was like week six or seven. We of course lost. I can't believe we lost the Cardinals. Anyway. Um, so I went out there. I've been out um, for a couple of games. I went out uh, the beginning of, I think it was last season or the season before, but so I'll kind of get to go out there um, but a lot of ours really is just video calls and just kind of checking in. And then, you know, the other part of my role is working with our team of writers. And it's it's not hard for me to say this, but like we have good people that write for us. It's not just like, hey, you're a good writer. Um, you're just, you're in on this and you're in on like, hey, this is kind of your side gig, but you love being a part of this community. So that's pretty fun. And our Slack channel is pretty, pretty lit most of the time. I bet it's like, hey, man, you put that Oxford comma in there. Like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, so, yeah, I was going to ask, like, um, in addition to helping with the show doc as the editor in chief, are you like looking over the articles as they go up on the site? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So I, I kind of organize all of our content to make sure what, what's coming out is actually relevant. You know, it's actually something that's going to show up on Google, like in terms of search engine. You know, we're, we toy a lot with that of like, how do people get to our articles? Um, there, Andy's a wizard when it comes to just people getting to the podcast. There's a reason why it's number one is like they figured out on Google, when you search fantasy football podcasts, it jumps up to number one on Google. And, um, I think we're at two right now, but for fantasy football articles, if you just write fantasy football articles, we're going to be one or two most of the time. And so we're trying to figure out not just what is relevant to people, what are people searching, but then with our team, when do we release stuff? Because, you know, it's, it's January. If you're releasing an article about sleepers for, you know, 2020, the majority of our audience, you know, I really think about that right now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of people like us that are hard, a little too hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> the freaks. Yeah. It's it the freaks and geeks. Yeah. And so we're, I try to figure out what's best per month and how do we roll that out with the UDK when that comes out or ultimate draft kit. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But so, yeah, I'll, I'll look over every article and edit it and make sure it's not, totally messed up and you know formatted right yeah yeah i do a lot of the same stuff for my job so i just sorry boys i had to pick his brain here as a, as a fellow editor mm-hmm. so uh uh i'm sure you got a good staff of writers though it sounds like so it probably makes your job pretty easy yeah no it, it really is not super hard where the process is great and uh i think we put out fun stuff like we've we put the articles out- are good man they're really good yeah, our 25 statistics article, I started that like four or five years ago. And every year, that's just like jam-packed. We we just did our quarterback one, you know, our truth ones. We have one every year that it's called the path to wide receiver one. And we just pick way far out there, guys. So this past year, we highlighted, you know, Chris Godwin, which everyone was about, DJ Moore, people that you could get way late. And what if they just went bananas? Yeah, nice. Almost hit with Chris Godwin, too. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Michael Thomas going Super Saiyan, you might have actually had a Chris Godwin at number one finish. Yeah, it was nuts. 
So that's that's similar to what I think we did with the first episode, which was uh, our first ever episode was Dark Horse Breakouts at uh, linebacker, defensive end, and defensive back. So we just we picked like long shot guys that we thought could like break into the top twelve or top twenty four. Um, and you know, that's always fun. Like who are guys that we could see like stepping into a bigger role? Cause you always feel great. Like if you nail some of those, uh, and we got a few, right? We did our, yeah, right. no, uh, no Chris Godwin's no DJ yeah. Moore's, but yeah. you know, maybe one or two of the nine. So. <laughs> so it's like a baseball batting average, you know, maybe we're close to 300. You guys could just tell me that for the defensive landscape, you guys knocked it out of the park and I believe you. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of did. It's it is it's very hard. We it's, went nine uh, for nine, Kyle. Yeah, uh, forget that we said anything previous to this. Uh, so, yeah, that was one thing um, that we that was so appealing to us when you put out on Twitter that you were looking to do some more podcasts. You know, we have always said, you know, we're all fantasy footballers listeners, and um, I think I mentioned earlier we we followed a similar trajectory as those guys of and, and similar to you like doing a podcast for your league. And then, you know, back in June of last year, you know, Markham here was like, well, what if we just did a pod that was just IDP and it didn't have anything to do with our league. And so we started the podcast and obviously this is a, a part of the fantasy football landscape that is still growing. It's still maturing. There's a lot of smart people coming into the space now, but it's still very much in its infancy as far as like podcasts and websites and stuff like that. So we very much want to be the fantasy footballers of the IDP world. And so one of the things that we loved that, uh, you know, the ballers do um, each week that I wanted to ask you about was how did you all figure out um, what to do each day in season for each episode? Like, obviously, you have a day of the week where you do waivers and then matchups and then you know, uh, buy, sell, like, how did you all decide what stuff would go on what days, uh, in season? Yeah, I'd say, you know, some of those are just due to the calendar where, you know, on Mondays we're going to review and whatnot, but some of them are just strictly like ad space. So buy and sell is, you know, locked in like, Hey, we committed with pristine auction. This is what we're going to do. Um, when you just kind of look at listenership too, um, the day that matters the most honestly is Tuesdays because waivers, it is a big deal. And so I even look at our articles and Tuesdays, the Tuesday waiver article could literally just be our show doc notes if we wanted it to be. And it would get like 10 times the amount of views as like, you know, someone else that writes a snap counts article or whatever else, because that is that, it, that drives so much. And so um, it, we knew that Tuesdays was going to be waivers because that's what people want to listen to. The, the worst part though, honestly, about, in-season content is it's just out of date so fast. It you is. Know, nobody's going to go back and listen to week five waivers. And when you get to week 10, like it's just irrelevant. And so um, you're just trying to say in the moment, what is going to help someone stay in the course and get in the rhythm. And so, you know, when we get to Thursday, Friday, it's hard to fit in that much. And even how we do matchups is really tough to like, People complain all the time, like, you didn't mention every single player. And it's so hard. Like, how yeah. much can you talk about Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. Like, Start him. That's yeah. it. That's that's the Christian McCaffrey breakdown. But For sure. Know, that, that's the struggle. I would argue, too, that that, like, that helps your, your listens, you know, because you get these people subscribing and you get them coming back every single day wanting more, wanting more. You know, that just, you know, kind of 
I guess kind of sets your, you know, listener base and they can kind of expand from there because you got people who are playing fantasy football competing throughout the year. And I think even a little bit this year, we started seeing the, you know, downward trajectory of these teams that are weak, you know, 10, 12, 14. Yeah, around about October, November, it starts to kind of decline a little bit as more and more teams are out of the mix. But y'all definitely have the setup to where it's something that you want to come back to every single day. Now there's days that you want to hit more than others, like a Tuesday or even a recap. I like the Mondays. I do like the recap as well because there's I don't get to see every game. And yeah. so that's kind of my refresher of like, okay, what did what guys did well uh, that I might not have seen uh, this weekend? And that was one question I was going to ask you is, you know, one of the things that we want to do is I don't know that we could ever do unless we quit our jobs and say goodbye to our families. Uh, I don't know that we could ever do five days a week. Is it on uh, the table? It's on the table, though. It's on the table. I mean, we've had that discussion. The wives, the wives know. It's an option. It's an option for sure. So um, was we would like to start to emulate a lot of what the ballers do and how they structure their podcasts on different days of the week to hit different points that that listeners are most interested in. And so I was going to ask, it sounds like waivers is far and away the number one thing that we should add to our podcast in season uh, this upcoming season. Yeah. And this is something that, you know, I still want to integrate in ours and we do it to a degree. Um, it's just hard to fit in so much, but like, I think why people like the ballers so much is they feel like I know these guys or I'm almost in their league with them. You know, most people on podcasts, you're like, I don't want to hear about your league. Just, you know, but people really do want to hear about what's going on with their teams and with their people because it's real to them. So I've always, in, uh, you know, talked about with us and I encourage other people, if you can get your audience to feel like they're actually owning a part of the podcast, like it is, it's actually their, you know, thoughts, then they feel like they're bought into every, every episode, no matter what, like as a listener, I remember I got on a couple of mailbags where they mentioned my name. I remember thinking I have to listen to every mailbag. I, they could talk, you say my name. And so what I would encourage you guys is, you know, seeing your, your listeners and asking them what part of the show can you guys give away to them? And, you know, we've done in the past, this past year where little intros of our show, we usually have like, this is Cortland Sutton, or this is, you know, Melvin Gordon. We've had it where we've had, you know, Patreon subscribers say, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm from this league. And you get to tell your whole league about that. Hey, I did the intro for fantasy footballers. It's just I've found with such a big base, the reason why I think we haven't lost a lot of people in this big mass is because the, we want them to continually feel like you are actually a, just as much a part of this podcast as us. And so you guys get to do that with IDP and say, you know what? You guys are a strange crew of people out there that love IDP. How oh, yes. can you guys feel like you own this podcast? And then they're going to be IDP evangelists, yeah, you know, crazy. for your podcast. Yeah. It's kind of scary though. You know, <laughs> these people are kind of dangerous at times. Tattoos of you guys. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, one of many. Uh, so that was, that was what I was going to ask you next. Kyle was um, what would you can, uh, you've mentioned a few things already. What would you, say has been you know across all the fantasy football podcasts out there heck even the the nfl podcast there's so many to choose from and obviously you guys have a very devoted uh devoted fan base we know the foot clan is strong with all the awards that these guys have taken home year after year but what was it what is it that you all would say has made you stand out 
in the minds of fantasy football fans. Like if you had to point to one thing and says, this is what makes, this is what the ballers do better than anyone else that makes them stand out from the rest of the competition. Yeah. I, I just think they don't have to force like having fun. It's just like it, you just, you hear it and you naturally comes out. And so I think that that forces you as a listener to go, I can make this fun for my league. And it, it kind of translates from I'm listening to some information each week to this is actually influencing me and influencing my league. And that's something I want to capitalize on more um, with just how we get to influence leagues. Um, so, yeah, I think they're just, they're really good at that. I mean, I will say we're really good at, at like, like I said, Google searches, people just, you know, that's how I found us. I found us from, I, I want to get back into fantasy football. Let me go to fantasy. Oh, okay. This one, I'll try this one out. And I, and I tried out a couple different ones, but I just remember thinking like, Oh, I feel like I know these guys. And I think that's what you're saying. Like for y'all having chemistry, being in the same hometown, that's a big deal. It is. That's what we've always said. You know, there are tons of really smart shows out there, but what we've always tried to hang our hat on was chemistry and humor, which makes for an entertaining show. An informative show is great, but you will come back repeatedly and listen to a show that entertains you, which is what I felt like the ballers have done so well is I will usually laugh at least a few times every episode, which you can't say for every fantasy football podcast. For sure. Yeah, no, and and it's it's fun. Like I, I listen to the episodes ahead of time. You know, we'll we'll record them and then they'll come out the next day. But I'll go back through the show doc and listen as I'm going through this and it and I know actually what they're going to say, what stat or whatever. And that's actually not what makes it fun. Like for me, as someone who I'm not just a listener, I'm part of the, the company, but I'm walking through the show and I'm going, This is hilarious. Like this is so fun and you know, we're talking about something super. We're talking about Derek Carr or whatever we're talking about at the moment. So, bring in the car. Send him in. <laughs> so, well, this has been fun, Kyle. We could, I could sit here and pick your brain all night about the ballers, and uh, we'll probably talk more off mic once we get done. But I want to give the listeners, you know, the the goods here in terms of if you're on the fence about IDP, maybe you've heard about it. You know, somebody like yourself. They've got some league mates that maybe are petitioning them to, hey, let's think about this IDP thing. Let's give this a try. But you're still on the fence. We want to make the case. All right. So we've got four points that we're going to lay out here. And then at the end, we just want to hear your honest feedback of where do you stand now on IDP having heard all this. All right. Kyle, I do want to ask a question. Your league mates that were proposing you all add IDP, how many were they wanting to add? Uh, they hadn't gone to like the formal level of like actually like when we have our league votes, they'd never brought it up of, hey, we want X number of whatever. They, they haven't gotcha. brought it that far. It's very important. That's we'll, one we'll thing we'll talk that. about yeah. is how would you set that up? Like once we make the case, we'll actually lay out like, hey, this is how you should do it if you're going to think about doing it. For sure. Because right now it's just this ambiguous world. Obviously, I know I watch football uh, and I know defensive players, but. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, when I thought heard super flex or just, you know, two QB leagues, I had no exposure to that until I had it laid out and, and whatnot. So I'm open. Yeah. All right. So that actually segues perfectly into my first point, which is that the learning curve for IDP, Kyle, is not as steep as you might think. 
it's sort of like one of those kind of ambiguous fantasy football terms that you've heard before, like tight end premium, like, um, you know, like uh, daily fantasy, like DFS or Superflex. And you're a little bit, your guard is up at first because you just don't know what to expect. And IDP is very much the same way. We totally get it. Um, but football fans, especially fantasy football fans who've been plugged into the game for any amount of time, already are further along that learning curve than what they might realize. So here, I want to do a test with you real quick. I want you to name five of who you would consider to be the best defensive players in the league. Okay. Aaron Donald. Um, I'm a little jaded thinking about uh, Jalen Ramsey as a corner. Uh, I like Tyron Matthew uh, a lot. Uh I'm assuming Darius Leonard just kills it. <laughs> and then um, let's go with uh, Cam Jordan. He's good. Right. That's so great. That's great. That if you good. had drafted those five guys at your IDP draft, you'd have one of the best defensive teams in the league. So the, of course, it's it's a lot like offense in that the big name guys you have more exposure to those guys than what you realize. And just like offense, when you start to get into the depths of like, who are the sleepers, who are the guys that are maybe getting some training camp buzz that comes with experience. But honestly, as a fantasy football player and someone who watches football, you could show up to a draft and draft an IDP roster and you would be in the mix from day one because you know, football, and now you may not know the nuances of like, okay, is a linebacker two more valuable than a defensive end three? Or how does that work? Or as I'm evaluating this trade, should I trade a safety one for an LB two? That sort of thing comes with experience. But as long as you have watched football and love football, like most fantasy football fans do, you're going to be further along that curve than what you think. So that's point number one. Adam has point number two. Yeah, point two, just it adds a exciting new challenge. You know, we all love fantasy. We've been playing, you know, fantasy for what, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, 10 or 15 years, right? You know, we still love offensive, you know, offensive only fantasy. That's still a big thing to us. We still have our leagues where it's just that, our home leagues and stuff. But, you know, at a point that gets a little stale. And I think we hit that spot probably 10 years, you know, 10 years in. So about five years ago. And, um, there's been all these variations, you know, of you know, super flex, two QB, uh, tight end premium. Just we're just all grasping at straws here to try and figure out like we, we want to be happy. Why is why are we not? Why happy? why are we, why are we empty inside? Yeah, why is my soul dark? Yeah, yeah. So we have you know we're searching for this happiness, and the happiness we're looking for is IDP. It opens up this whole new world, um, and you know it, it's just it's it's just so much fun just discovering, you know, just something so new and there's not a lot of resources out there. Um, but you're a quick learner. I, 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 I know just because you work with, uh, such an awesome company and everything. So you would get it and you would, you would get it pretty quickly, I think. And so you have another advantage over your league mates. Um, but that's, well, and the thing is, too, Kyle, like the discovery phase as you start to get past those tier one guys like a Cam Jordan or a J.J. Watt, the discovery phase, I would compare it to like a new relationship. Like, do you remember what it felt like? You're married. 
when yeah. you first started dating your wife, you were like, okay, this is exciting. I'm a little terrified. I don't really know what's going on, but I want to learn more and keep going down this road, right? Yeah, I, that's, not, that's what I need to tell my wife is I, I'm looking to date someone else and it's a lot of 300 pound men. Yes, exactly. A lot of sweaty guys grunting and clapping in unison every Sunday. So that's exactly what starting uh, that. That's the same feeling you had when you started an offensive only to start playing fantasy for the first time is I'm kind of stumbling through the dark here. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but it's exhilarating. It's fun. I want to learn more. And the longer you play fantasy, the further away you get from that spark that that thrill of the discovery and to have that again i mean it opens up an entire new side of the ball it's not just adding a super flex or making tight ends more valuable or taking away kickers or taking away defense or playing daily it is opening up a whole another side of the ball and so that thrill of discovery is back in an exciting new way so it also makes you cooler too you know it's it's pretty cool being able to like point out uh a, a the defensive player making a big play, you know, immediately on the screen, like, oh, that's uh, Cam Jordan. People are like, how how do you know who? And that, your wife's like, Kyle, is that? Uh, can you please stop giving me updates on the game? I'm trying to get dinner ready. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Bobby has point number three, Kyle. Yeah. So we would also argue that it makes you a better fantasy football player. You know, all of our offensive leagues that we've played for years, we've always included that defense in. You know, last year you were probably grabbing a. Uh, Trying to think of overall good defenses. Uh, you know, the Rams were kind of Jaguars, Jags, Jaguars 49ers, 49ers, Steelers. Hopefully yeah. not Atlanta, basically. No. Last year. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think overall playing IDP makes you a better player. You know, when you're taking these defensive ends, when you're taking these, um, you know, the same guys you talked about, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, um, Honey Badger. Um, when you start to play these IDP leagues, you're interacting, you know, with other owners. You know, we have people all the time. I was really trade heavy last year. And it is hard for the first couple of years to try to evaluate the difference between a, um, you know, an RB2 versus a defensive end. You know, somebody's sending you trade offers for, you know, Aaron Donald. What what does it actually take to buy an Aaron, Aaron Donald? So that is the big learning curve. You know, plug into uh, the big3idp.com. And me and Adam actually this year, um, came up with basically a top 200 list of offensive and IDPs mixed. Now, um, talk about making your brain melt. Yeah. Figuring out, okay, does this safety for the Oakland Raiders go above or below the wide receiver two for the Cardinals? Like, it definitely makes you mad. It, sure. It's <laughs> tough. Yeah. You could spend literally hours and hours and hours on it every night. But, um, you know, by going through and, you know, we're not going to act like the first year that we played like we knew. Oh, everything. no. We, I paid, I'm a Rams oh. fan. I paid way too much for Aaron Donald to begin with, and I'm completely fine with it. You know, I don't really care. I had Aaron Donald on my team, and I was okay with it. But, yeah, you'd probably overpay for Deion Jones, you yeah. know. I love Deion Jones, by the way. Yeah, Deion it's Jones. Uh, if you had gotten him, you'd been doing all right. Yeah, But it takes, a, it takes a while. You know, same as offensive. You get a guy who, if he's just now getting into fantasy football, hey, where have you been? And B, it's going to take you three years or so to actually understand value and what's going on and what makes a good trade. So, you know, I, I do argue that playing IDP probably makes you a better overall fantasy player, not just in IDP leagues, but also in your offensive only leagues as well. Yeah, like I've I, I joked before that doing an offense only trade is like 
simple math and doing IDP offense trades is like trigonometry. You know, it's just like, oh, if you can get the hang of, okay, throw in draft picks, throw in defensive players and offensive players, and you're trying to evaluate that, going to an offense for offense swap, it just, it, it feels like, uh, you know, a cinch. Mm-hmm. And so it does make you a smarter player. And here's the thing, too, that I think a lot of people are afraid of is if I start playing IDP, that means it's going to take away my focus on the offensive side, or I'm not going to pay as much attention, or I'm not going to care as much. That's actually not true at all. You actually enjoy offense more mm-hmm. because it's not all there is now. Right. You have a whole other side of the ball that you get to pay attention to. And that means that now, you know, you have these two parts of fantasy that you love equally. Mm-hmm. And it just takes the pressure off. If you were feeling a little bit burned out with only offense, um, you know, it just, I don't know, it reinvigorates that love. And I think you end up jo- enjoying the offensive side of the ball even more. You definitely have to be smarter about offensive too. I argue maybe it, almost makes you love your favorite team more. You know, because you're getting on and checking the box score to see, and you might already do this now, but you're like, man, Deion Jones had 12 tackles and had a sack and a, you know, pass defense. And, you know, Keanu Neal got hurt again. And, you know, Grady Jarrett had a sack. So, you know, it does really, you know, I'm a Rams fan, so we've got a good defense. The Colts, you know, have Darius Leonard. and That's it. That's all we need. The Neil Hunter. So, man, definitely makes me, you know, be a more hardcore fan for sure. Yeah, and that's actually the fourth point, Kyle, is that IDP, it makes you enjoy football more than you ever have. So I think, would you agree that uh, in addition to like Sunday ticket and, of course, gambling, uh, that fantasy football is one of the huge contributing factors to the NFL's rise over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years. For sure. I mean, you're not plugging in as a casual football fan to watch a Jaguars-Bills Week 5 matchup unless you've got, you know, Josh Allen or Leonard Fournette, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So now, you know, you love watching football because you have a rooting interest in these guys from other teams. Now, double that. Because not only do you have the guys on the field when your team is on offense, but no matter what game you turn on, who's on the field, you probably have someone playing for one of your fantasy teams. In fact, Jags-Bills is a pretty sick IDP matchup. That's a really nice matchup. you got Tremaine Edmonds, Josh Allen. Yeah, man, that's fun. That, that makes me excited, actually. I'm ready to see that game. Like, that's that's the kind of, like, you think the sickness is bad now? It just goes to 11 because suddenly teams that are just, like, wastelands for fantasy relevance, like, you're probably not excited about a lot of Jags players, maybe outside of, like, Fournette and uh, DJ Chark, uh, but you get on the defensive side and, all of a sudden, you have, you know, the defensive Josh Allen. Yeah, defensive Calais Josh Campbell. Allen, Calais Campbell, uh, Miles Jack, you know, Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams was a breakout. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a what, uh, Murray State guy from Kentucky, right? Yeah, he's from Kentucky. Yeah, he's legally so obligated to We say have to mention Extreme him. dark horse. <laughs> he was one of our dark horse breakouts. The darkest horse. Yes. So, but the point is, is that you're going to love everything about football even more because now you've unlocked the other side of the ball. Whereas previously you viewed defense through this negative frame of, well, crap, that linebacker just stuffed my running back at the goal line 
or darted into the backfield and sacked my quarterback who was about to throw a touchdown to a wide open wide receiver. But now there's a positive frame that you're viewing football through, which is, oh my gosh, that linebacker just darted in and got a sack. That's going to be four points for my team. And, uh, you know, then the next play, the running back runs it in. Well, then that whole drive for you has just so much more meaning now than it did previously. So it just flips your whole mindset about viewing the defense from this negative light into a positive light and getting excited when deep, big defensive plays happen. That's so good, Josh. You like that, Bobo? I'm so ready to play IDP. Have you never played? Is this your <laughs> this first time? Is my first time. <laughs> you talk really good about it for not having played before. So that's our reasoning, Kyle. And what we want to do now is give you the setup, right? So that you understand, okay. I know a little bit more now about why, like what are some of the selling points, but begin to conceptualize, you know, what this should actually look like uh, if you were to implement IDP into a league or set up a new league with an IDP component to it. So Adam, I think you are the person to turn to. So what would you suggest uh, to Kyle as far as if he's looking to set up an IDP league, what should he be doing? Okay, well, you're going to... You want to at least have nine guys, nine IDP guys that you're starting. And I, I suggest, you know, make it deep. Do do nine on nine at least. Um, nine offense, nine defense. We do recommend always match your offense with your defense. Yeah. Um, and then your sleeper, I know you're very familiar with that platform. That's a great platform for it because it just has the three positions. It's great for beginners. So you have defensive line. So that incorporates your defensive ends and your defensive tackles. Uh, you have linebackers and then you have DB. So it combines your cornerbacks and your safeties together. Um, and some guys on sleeper have like dual designations. So you can start like TJ Watt as a defensive lineman, which is cool. You can make some like monster lineups, you know, by doing, by having that, uh, that capability. Um, so yeah, I would suggest, you know, Start at least nine. I, we prefer 11. 11 is what, what we like. Um, 11 on 11. And then uh, tackle numbers, you're going to want to do probably, you know, one and a half points for solo tackles, maybe half a point, 0.75 for assist. Sacks, this is where it's kind of important. Um, sacks should be, they should be worth a lot. They should be probably worth at least four or five points. Um, just because it's, uh, I wish I had this this Scott Barrett Scott uh, stat pulled up, but it, they are they are just such a, a a difference maker when you're they are drive killers pretty much when when someone records a sack um, and also tackle for loss you know that's right. another thing too we are proponents of what's called a big play league yeah so anything like an interception or a tackle for loss or a fumble or a sack uh, yeah gets uh, a lot of points because that's a big play that's a big turning point in the game yeah and so by the end of the year you know you could like compare like a Darius Leonard to like a like a McCaffrey. So Leonard probably not this year, but last year he probably had like 350 points almost. Whereas, you know, your top running back has 400 points. Yeah. And the goal with the scoring, um, and there are, there are great resources out there for how you can set up your scoring depending on your league platform, but sleeper, uh, we know the, the ballers are big fans of sleeper. That really is the best platform right now for IDP. Uh, especially for beginners. Now, if you want to get into a sicko league where you have contracts and all that, we can talk to you about reality sports online. But uh, as you should do it too. I mean, with you, with your background of like 
newspaper stats and like getting into like baseball statistics, you would love RSO. It's fun. It's amazing. We're big proponents of that as well. That's actually what our main league is on, but that introduces like contracts, right. you know, uh, extensions, IR. Yeah, let's do let's do thirty on uh, trying to convince him to join RSO. Yeah, let's do thirty more minutes. You got thirty, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we'll do another thirty on RSO, um, and uh, we we really could we could sit there and talk about it all day. But yeah, uh, a sleeper league, um, and then nine on nine, you can find good scoring out there. It's such an easy platform to get started with. Um, so that as far as like conceptually is what you're going to be looking at. So, and actually I asked some guys today in my league, uh, cause I, I joined a couple startups this year and, and some of it was some of the guys in the league, it was their first time. So I said, um, you know, I asked who all played IDP for the first time this year. what do you think? Glad you did. Uh, first comment was loved it way more in depth. Second guy said, likewise, so much fun. Uh, one guy gave us a little more. He said uh, it was my first IDP as well. I'd say the I like the format a lot. Um, it adds positions of value when scoring. Starting positions are aligned well with offense. He said it created so many more trade opportunities. And he said it's his second favorite format um, behind IDP with contracts. So, and I think one of those comments was, "Who are you and what are you doing in our league?" So, <laughs> it may have just been like an interloper in there, just coming in to ask some questions and darting out. So that's our argument, Kyle. So we're going to open up the floor for questions and comments. Now that you've heard us lay out the why and the how, what are you thinking? Now, so you guys used a four or five pronged approach in terms of your argument. And I will say it built, it definitely like was good in terms of like, okay, I can hear what they're saying. And uh, I would just say some of those were great Jedi mind tricks where I go, that is a good point. But, uh, especially, you know, I think one of the main things that seems clear, and I've thought about this before, is every play is important. So, you know, the the dump off pass that goes for negative three yards is, you know, just in, in half point leagues, it's like, all right, you got point two points. It, it's kind of, a, but you're saying if you get a tackle for loss there, mm-hmm. that dramatic, that's a big deal. That's huge. Like four, four or five points right yeah. there. It's a big time. It's a big time play for your defense. It just it adds more scoring, which we've always been in favor of. More points is more fun. Uh, more players on the field, more guys to root for. Yeah, it just makes every game way more interesting. It's also fun too to watch the defensive side of the ball. Not always just watch. Right. You know what McCaffrey's going to do. Maybe to watch uh, Deion Jones. You know every play just to see. Okay, is he trying to blitz here? Is he dropping back into pass coverage? Um, man, it's it it's a sickness for sure. But it makes football so much. And, more it, and it does help with you know matchups, individual matchups. If you know McCaffrey's going against you know a terrible linebacker like Quincy Williams, what was earlier in the year, like you're like okay, he's going to really he's gonna eat ball this. out. Yeah, yeah he's going to eat this guy alive. Same thing with like corners. You understand cornerback matchups a whole lot better. So I mean, it does help in in that aspect of it. Yeah, like I know you may have seen some of the the videos that Honey Badger was posting of him, like you know, covering the first two reads of Desha- for Deshaun Watson in that Texans game, and then chasing Watson out yeah. of bounds. Like that's the kind of stuff that you appreciate so much more because you do you watch the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, for me, so I did a little bit of work with Pro Football Focus where I did some film stuff for them a while back, and you know, knowing where people are positioned is a big deal. But you know, we use. PFF a lot just in terms of like routes run and uh and so seeing that on the defensive side looking at 
Are there any sp- like statistics beyond just like you know counting stats that you guys look at that are predictive? For instance, like like Deion Jones. Do you do you guys know? Hey, this guy dropped into coverage X number of times, or he blitzed this number of times, and those are like helpful indicators for y'all. So we're actually doing consistency charts, taking a page out of the Ballers playbook, and we're going to be doing a series after we get done with uh, this episode in the next few weeks talking about like sort of like the truth. You guys are in the middle of the truth series right now. So what were the truth of some of these linebackers and defensive ends and de- defensive backs? And as I'm putting together these charts, and, and uh, there's some other guys in the industry that have talked about this before, the most dependable statistic that you want to look at it's it's similar to offense but even more so on defense i feel like is snap counts what snap percentage are guys playing because the i know i put it together for i believe the defensive linemen and the guys who were top 12 played around i think like 77 percent of snaps on average the guys who were defensive defensive linemen too in that like 13 to 24 range were like 73 percent Defensive lineman three was like 70%. So it is just, uh, that's that's one of the big, um, you know, statistics that it, I think it's easy to sometimes maybe get caught up in a lot of these more advanced statistics, which are awesome. But at the end of the day, it's what guys are out there the most right. and that have the opportunities for tackles and sacks and big plays. I would love to see more of those advanced statistics. Absolutely. That's, yes. That's, I mean, that's, it's so small now that there's not enough smart people in it, but that's the hope that it can grow and there'll be, you know, a lot of smart people that, are, you know, like the, the Sigmund Blooms and the, uh, the Scott Barrett's PFF guys, all those dudes that start getting more involved with this. And, uh, then we'll have a lot of, you know, advanced stats for IDP. It'll be cool. Yeah. You have to pay attention definitely to like defensive coordinators. What kind of scheme do they run? Uh, yeah. Like, three, four, four, three, yeah, all that stuff's like, super important. How do they use safeties? Are like, they, are they taking linebackers off on third down? Yeah. yeah. Are they bringing in, um, you know, like honey badger is a great example. John Johnson, Jamal Adams. The reason these guys are so good for IDP, they're playing up close to the line of scrimmage. They're almost like another linebacker on the field. So where guys line up also very important. Because it's hard to get a sack if you're, you know, dropping back in coverage. You know, you have to be up close to that line of scrimmage. So for those uh, defensive backs, those cheat code players that can rack up sacks, you need to pay attention to where those guys are lining up. So you guys mentioned some of the scoring, just like, you know, a sack's worth maybe four or five points or whatever, whatever it is. Can a defensive player score negative points? Like in the same way, if there's a fumbles or interceptions or any type of negative outcome. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. That would be that would be one thought of just like, you know, it's not just Andy Dalton has a dud game. It's like he hurt, he's hurting you yeah. compared to his other person. So uh, I wonder if that has any discrepancy in just terms of, you know, that obviously doesn't happen a ton, but it's a killer when your running back fumble, Chris Carson fumbles twice and is benched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where like you, I mean, you get the defensive player who's young, who gets taken off the field because he got beat. But likely, those guys are just going to keep playing unless they're blowing them out, I'm assuming. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. It does even out a little bit. And right now, that's just a limitation of this. the scoring options aren't there for us to be able to give these defensive guys negative points. Like, unfortunately, we don't have, like, a blown assignment, uh, you know, scoring metric on the back, right. the back end of our, you know, RSO league or whatever. But I will say... Offensive scoring, 
typically, at least from what we've seen in our leagues, is more reliable week to week. You're going to get some kind of output from a higher percentage of your offensive players than defense. You are probably on a week to week basis going to have, if you're like, we're starting 11 guys, most weeks, probably two or three of those guys are going to get you fewer than five points. It just because a, a defensive guy can have a great game, but maybe he was flawless in coverage or hurried the quarterback or knocked him down, but didn't record a stat exactly. Or was it Jalen Ramsey and didn't get thrown at a lot? Yeah, I mean, Darrell Revis, great player, Hall of Famer, would have been an awful IDP player because he never got thrown at. Yeah, is that is that hard to be able to gauge when you go, this guy is a pro bowler, but it changed. I mean, I guess there's a, a level of that too to offensive side where, you know, no one questioned – whether Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but for fantasy this year, you know, there's only like five games where you actually could use him. Yeah, so sure. is that kind of similar thought process of like there's these names that are big, but then at the end of the day, it's like counting stats-wise, they're not that helpful? Yes, absolutely. I mean like – Von Miller. Von Miller is a great example. Um, and also, too, there's – especially with cornerbacks, you have to walk a fine line – between this guy has to be bad enough to get thrown at a lot because he's got to be able to rack up tackles and passes defense and interceptions, but he can't be so bad that he's going to get benched and lose his opportunity. You know, so you do walk that kind of fine line. Cornerbacks are really weird position. Like a lot of times we just tell people just to try and stream. Try to stream. Yep. There's so many of them, you know, you can, you can, find usually some ones that are pretty consistent week to week. So I'm used to doing matchups when it comes to wide receivers versus cornerbacks. I wrote one, a DFS article. And so a lot of the times I'll look at PFF and, you know, it helped me get to know these quarterbacks and which teams to pick on. You're like, okay, you know, you know, the Cardinals were atrocious and, you know, he, here's who I'm just going to pick on. I think it was Byron Murphy was a rookie and just like, I think he gave up nine he touchdowns. Like, great for IDP. Backed <laughs> up a lot of tackles. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's what that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, um, or like Logan Ryan. So Logan oh, Ryan gave up the insane. most receiving yards in the league. So for offensive side, we pick on him all the time, um, especially you know him playing the slot. It was just like easy to just. But you're saying that Logan Ryan was actually somewhat valuable. Uh, yeah, the number one defensive back, <laughs> valuable. The the, num- the number I think four overall IDP in our sleeper league. Yeah, he had like he had an insane year. Logan Ryan, well, yeah, led the like, team in tackles. Yeah, was yeah is, like top is that, five. Is that just like from him? I guess staying healthy, being on the field, a ton of snaps. Yeah, and you know he would make plays every once in a while, but right. but like in terms of just getting picked on, just abused, but he was out there. Yes, that's all that matters. You see that more so from the DBs than you do the talent. Really shines through from the defensive tackles, defensive ends, and really even the linebackers. Yeah, the the and there is something to be said too. Like uh, Blake Martinez is a great example. Blake is a is a staple of IDP over the past few years. Not a great linebacker for the NFL. For sure. yeah, yeah. Gets picked on a ton in coverage, but is on the field. I think he played like a hundred percent of snaps this year or close to it, and racked up insane tackle numbers. And I think was probably like a top six or seven guy for IDP at linebacker. So there is a little bit of similarity. You know, Darius Leonard got picked on a lot as a rookie in coverage. Part of the reason he was the LB1 last year for IDP. Um, So there is a little bit of that same thing, but especially with cornerbacks, 
it is the quarterback equivalent uh, for the IDP side of week to week. There are a few outliers like your Logan Ryans, but for the most part, you just want to stream that position. So, so you would say then like, like Richard Sherman was, you know, way better than I thought he would be this year in terms of not getting, but he wasn't picked on the same way that he like, so was he, I'm assuming didn't come out that well. He wasn't, he actually, he actually wasn't that bad this year, but in, in previous years he, he was unplayable because he, you know, he wasn't getting targeted a lot, but okay. he actually had some, he was pretty inconsistent. He was, you know, up and down, but he had some weeks where he, you know, he had some strong weeks, 20, 25 point weeks. I yeah. Yeah. And that's all it takes sometimes is, you know, if a, a cornerback that you're not expecting maybe, but like five to 10 points from takes a pick six back to the house, he may have just won you your week. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, on the other- that's, that's definitely a little bit of like, if I have some apprehension right now, it's changing my brain because I only look at who can I exploit, you know, from the offensive standpoint in DFS. Um, and now it's saying those guys are actually could be super valuable. Not all of them, I'm yeah. assuming, but a lot of them could well, be. Well, the valuable. good news is you're already thinking that way, though. <laughs> uh, your brain is already wired to think about who's getting exploited by the offense. That's a great place to start. If you combine the top tier guys with some of these guys that are being exploited, but they're on the field a ton. That honest to God probably fills in most of your IDP roster across the board. Gotcha. So you got other, um, you mentioned you were mentioning uh, the defensive tackles and, and the ends is pretty close to who we think is hey these are elite players for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. just basically your sack artist. You know, that's yeah. going to be the guys that are are the top uh, of the IDP. World. Yeah, your Daniil Hunters, your Miles Garrett before he lost his mind. Nick Bosa is going to be a mainstay now. Josh Bosa Allen, Bosa's, yeah. Um, Jarrett, Chase Jarrett. Young is going to be one the next guy that's going right. to be the Was big Barrett guy. like out of nowhere this year? Yes. For yes. Sure. Oh, absolutely. We kept saying on the pod, like, okay, is this ever going to like cool off? Yeah. And I mean, he just rubbed IDP players' faces in it just all year. The dude was awesome. It was a really weird year for IDP because a lot of these edge rushers, these guys that are linebackers, um, they had huge years like Whitney Merciless, Shaq Barrett, TJ Watt was awesome the whole year. Um, but yeah, you got to, yeah, those edge, those edge players, they can be frustrating. Yeah, because they're not getting as many tackles. Um, but. It was just a they weird can win year. Weeks yeah, they have three, four sacks. You know, it was a weird year where they had just a lot of of boom games where they were getting to the quarterback two, three, four times with sacks, and that's that's forty five points. You've won your week. And Shaq Barrett, that was no one saw that coming. No, because he was nobody. undrafted. Then he was in Denver for like you know two right. or three years behind Von Miller, and then yeah. And there are also too. It's it's again similar to the offensive side. There are big name players that aren't that good for IDP. Uh, like Adam mentioned, Von Miller earlier, uh, Jadavian Clowney is probably about to become the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Not that good for IDP. Yeah. Khalil Mack wasn't great this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Khalil Mack, big name, not that great. Yeah. And we, we do this statistic every year, but for like defensive special teams, like last year, the Bears were unbelievable, but there's never been a team that's repeated a number one team that's repeated. In fact, a lot of the number one teams usually drop like 10 spots. Um, And so, you know, there's teams like that, that I could see how Cleo Mack you'd want on your team, but in terms of like sheer counting stats, it was not even close to what he. Yeah. He's he's like one of the guys that you want on your team, but you want him as like your third or fourth linebacker. Yeah. You know, you want your, your one, if you have, if you start four linebackers, you want, you want consistency guys that are going to get, 
you know, 10 tackles a week. And then you want your fourth one to be that big play guy that can swing you weeks. You and, know? and that's the beauty of having like, uh, you know, we mentioned having nine positions or 11, you know, for your IDP lineup. You want to have uh, at least one flex in there mm-hmm. because what we always talk about is, uh, and it's the ballers talk about it as too, and it's so smart. It's like, are you in a matchup that you feel safe, you feel like you need to win, you just don't need any guys to crap your team? Okay, put us put a linebacker in there that's going to be solid, get some tackles, score 10 points, maybe he goes for 20. But if you're the underdog and you need to swing for the fences, put one of those edge rushers in your flex and see if he can get you two or three sacks and win you a game. Gotcha. So my, my next question was just about drafting. So it's a great question. Oh yeah. So when do you start taking them in drafts and stuff? Yeah. So you're, you're doing your redraft, you know, I'm assuming your running backs are still the most valuable part. Definitely. Yes. Offense is still, offense here. doesn't change. Yeah. It's more a matter of like, when do you start mixing the two? Okay. And from what we saw, you know, we, we, um, our main league is uh, an auction draft. It's a contract league, so it's a little bit different. Obviously, the the order of when guys go is not as important in an auction draft. But we did do a snake draft for our um, IDP league on Sleeper this year. And I did a dynasty. I did a I did a, a start eleven IDP dynasty league. Too. So when did guys start going off the board in that league? Usually around like round six or seven. So like player, you know, yeah. Uh, probably 70 overall okay um, but they can go you know you can you can take an air you know a daniel hunter in the fifth round that that would be fine i think that's probably like the earliest they should be taken is around the fifth sixth round and and the way you can kind of look at this is like we you know get we look at trade questions a lot on the show and it's like well, what is what is the miles garrett worth like we had this discussion on one of our previous episodes of like in an offense and idp league pre-helmet yeah, pre-helmet. Like this when he was pretty much the number one IDP player in all of fantasy. And he was getting offers for like what? Like back end wide receiver ones, back end RB ones, RB, high end RB twos. You know, like a, a first round, you know, a first round pick, a second round pick. That would be about what you could expect if you're gonna trade Miles Garrett. Yeah. So the offensive guys are still the most valuable because they uh, they have a higher ceiling week to week, and their floor is a lot higher than the defensive guys. But okay. Adam said the perfect thing, though, and I think that even still this rings true like in offensive only, but especially for IDP, you're just looking for consistency. You're looking for those like you're trying to stay away from those two-point weeks, you know, and you always can't, you know, anticipate those 45-week, you know, four-sack Aaron Donald weeks. You know, you're looking for those – 10 to 20 point guys that can consistently, you know, you know, put that up week after week. It's hard to find, but you know, we've gotten pretty decent at it over the last couple of years. I feel like, you know, we're in a league right now. Our most competitive league is the one that we do the podcast for before this. It's a 12 team league and it's ridiculously competitive now. Um, we've probably because of the podcast, giving these guys way yeah, too much, they know like, way too yeah, much about what we're thinking. I'm sure, I'm sure the ballers feel the exact same way of, now everyone knows what we're going to do and how we're going to try to draft. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, and Bobby did a fun experiment in that listener league where was he was like, fun. it was not fun for him, but he took all defensive guys and was just like, let me just fill in my offense. Like way too early. I think, I think you I went, took Tyreek and Juju with your first two picks and then he go. went defense. Then I went Aaron Donald. Don't do that. So he Garrett. was the, he was the trend. Your RB. 
yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh, more like just zero I offense. Was, uh, <laughs> zero RB, <laughs> zero wide receiver, <laughs> zero tight end. Yeah, I think you rough. I think you went like three and ten that year yeah, or this was, past season. Yeah. So that still proves that even in an IDP league, offense still reigns supreme. The good IDP players are the ones who can find ways to match that defensive talent in the right spots with the offensive guys that they're taking. And Adam's right, too. You can reach a little bit for a D tackle or a D end. You know, those linebackers, you're going to find you a can bunch stream of people those. who make tackles. Yeah, like good, you know, D ends are like tight ends. They're, it's rare to find elite ones, you know. There's probably like five to six really elite defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to go grab one of those guys early if you can because trying to stream those guys is a nightmare. I feel like he's on the fence. I mean, look at him. He's like, man, he's thinking really about it. Jump in. He's thinking about it. Well, let me let me do this. Do you have any more questions? Any more ponderings about IDP? No, you guys, you guys did good. Answer my answer my questions. Nice. All right. Well, we we don't want to put you on the spot about your league that you're in with your buddies. Maybe we'll send you the link to this episode and let them listen to it and see if that maybe kicks up some discussion. But we do want to extend an invite. We are going to put you on the spot in one particular way. We are going to have a listener league for our podcast again this season, and we would love for you to be a part of it. Would you like to join us for your inaugural season of IDP in our listener league? $1,000 buy-in. <laughs> Not $1,000. It is a free buy-in. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, how could I fit this in? So I like you guys, so I'm going to say yes. All right, All we right. got him, That's guys. Awesome. Nicely done. Oh, for a second, I was like, "Is he going to tell us no? Is he going <laughs> to tell us no? Heck no! No, I got to ask my wife, of course, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, we will be sending out details about that. We did it this past year. It was a ton of fun. Adam's dad actually knocked him out of our uh, sleeper league. So, yeah, family Christmas was a little icy. Um, Not good. But uh, we'll we'll get you in that league. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think we did what? Uh, did we do like nine and nine for that one or yeah, something like that? Yeah. So it's a great league to start in. Sleeper is such an easy platform. You really don't really have to it. worry about cornerbacks. It'll be it'll be nice. It'll be a, it's we'll, a good. We'll way, have a good time. With good it. way to ease in. Sounds good. All right. Well, Kyle, man, we really just truly appreciate you coming on, letting us talk your ear off here for. Going on about 70 minutes. That's another mm. uh, big three IDP staple. We mm. say let's keep it to a tight 30 or 45, and then we end up going long. But it's just because we love IDP and we yeah, love fans. We're chatty Cathy's. Yeah. We're excited. We do. We get on here and we just get going. So Let's let's finish the big three way and ask him uh, his, his favorite T-Bell order. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so Kyle, you may not be a degenerate like us when it comes to your dietary habits, but do you eat at Taco Bell? This is funny that you asked me of all places this. So when I was a freshman in college – I went, got Taco Bell with my roommates, you know, and I've got Taco Bell all throughout my life. And I just remember feeling so sick to my stomach, the run, that I made a pact with my roommate in 2005. And I have not gone back to Taco Bell. Cut it out. Cut it off. Cut it off. (laughs) That's good. We're done with Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. So, no, what what is, do you have a, uh, if you're not eating T-Bell, that's fine. We understand. It does give you the runs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, it's not good for your heart. Uh, so is there a fast food place of choice for the Borgogan? You know, we're in Atlanta, so we get a lot of Chick-fil-A, a lot. I mean, right. a ton of Chick-fil-A. So, and I get free Chick-fil-A almost every week somehow from somebody. So wow. nice. 
So I will say just I've had a lot of Chick-fil-A in my life. That's my number one, man. Yeah, That's, ours too. We're, we're big fans. We got two here. We got uh, we got two Chick-fil-A's here, so we, we wrap it pretty hard. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're Chicken City up here in Bowling Green. We still want you to be a better person than you were the day before, though. So when you're around the Popeyes, stop and get you a chicken sandwich. Have you gotten the Popeyes chicken sandwich yet? I haven't, and I and oh. I have a couple of opportunities close to me, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. It will change Do it. your life. So it's amazing. You're going to be a new Kyle. You're going to start playing IDP, and you're going to get the Popeyes chicken sandwich, and you're just going to fly, baby. I love new Kyle. That's what I'm going to tell my wife. I said, I don't know what happened. I started you know, talking on the podcast. I'm going to defensive league. Now I have the runs because I'm eating Taco Bell. <laughs> well, you, you, don't, you don't have to jump back in on the Taco Bell. We won't push you that far. We know it's not good for the intestines, but definitely check out the Popeyes sandwich. You can get you a Baja Blast, man. Yeah, a Baja yeah. Blast would be good. Okay. So, Kyle, give us uh, your Twitter handle. Where can people follow you? What do you have going on uh, for the people who want to keep up with you throughout the season? Where can they check out your stuff? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Kyle underscore Borg. And, uh, yeah, usually I'm dropping some statistic today. It was uh, the fact that Derek Carr led in third down passing yards, touchdown passer rating. And uh, I looked it up. It wasn't because they got more third down opportunities either. Like he, he was not, they were 19th and third down. So I love throwing a good statistic. And um, you, if you check out fantasy footballers, put out a couple articles already, including a boom, boom kicker statistic article coming out in the next month. Love it. All right, Kyle, we'll be keeping an eye out for that. And uh, we're going to have you back on the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe after we have the um, draft for the listener league on sleeper, maybe we'll have you back on to talk about, Hey, how was the first IDP draft? Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks a lot for coming on, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. All right, so big shout-out to Kyle. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We will send you that Listener League invite here soon and look forward to having you at the draft. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the big game on Sunday wherever you might be watching. Hopefully I'm not watching from a hospital room. But uh, I guess if I am, it's not too bad, fellas. No. It's, it's kind of bad. That'd be pretty messed up. I'd be missing up. out on yeah. some great food. Yeah, I hope that's not what happens. Yeah, hopefully, sure. hopefully Baby Raymer holds off. So anyways, we'll be coming at you guys here uh, pretty soon with the Truth episodes we mentioned to Kyle, so look forward to those. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in here, fellas. So I think we have a, a final sign-off uh, for the listeners. Is that right? We thank ye, Huns, for listening. We love ye. We is so thankful for ye. That just happened. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.